I'm going in search of witches. Witches? Witches. I guess you found me out, huh? Yeah. You should come around here on Halloween. You'd really see something then. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we all jump off the roof and fly. You know, sort of like a coven. We were placed fester under some strange sexual spell. And what time will we be spellcasting? Hey there, witches, and welcome to Moonstone Witchery, the podcast where we talk about witchcraft and spirituality in a modern context. My name is Rianne Lockard, and I am so glad to be here with you today. I am the head witch here at Moonstone Witchery. You can find me everywhere. Just look for Moonstone Witchery, and there I am. However, make sure that it's actually me, because the scammers are out and about. It's like the springtime happened here in the Northern Hemisphere, And the scammers got rejuvenated with new life, and they are, like, out in full force. And I am working on it behind the scenes in multitudes of ways. But it would be great if you can be on my side and help report and block all of the scammers. Um, A good way to know if you're talking to me or if you're talking to a scammer is check their um, post count, especially on Instagram. Because I have over 2,000 posts on Instagram. And these people will replicate, like, most of my recent stuff. But they they don't have the dedication to do the whole shebang. So try try to look into it that way. Um, Let's get started. So, oh, before we get started, can I just tell you quickly, like, we have worked so hard on making my website new and pretty. So if you're bored, go check out my pretty website. And shout out to Emerson and Rhiannon. Um, for doing the most because they killed it in the best possible way. So, all right, I want to talk about something that I'm getting requests for. I want to talk about raising witchy and spiritually aligned children. Now, caveat or whatever, I'm never going to tell you how to parent. Um, If you don't agree with anything I say, take what works for you and leave what doesn't because... Nothing about this life is one size fits all. Nothing about a spiritual practice is one size fits all. Nothing about parenting for sure is one size fits all. Even if you have multiple children, you can be raising them the same way and you're going to get different results with the same exact thing that you're doing. So you are the ultimate authority on your own life, your own work and all of that. I'm also sitting here with my pretty back door open and it's a beautiful day and you might hear my neighbors are like building something so sorry if the background noise is very backgroundy but it's so nice let some of that nice beautiful sunshine sink its way into you no matter what time of year you are listening to this or what your weather is like one thing that I think many of us would have benefited from benefited from would have been if we had been raised the way that we're trying to raise ourselves now, right? Because I recently started offering shadow work in my Witchcraft Academy. And the shadow work is really 
an endeavor of reparenting the self. Shadow work is all about like, who did I wish I had been taught to be? Like, how do I wish I had been treated? What skills do I wish had been gifted to me in my upbringing? And all of us as adults have things like this. We all have areas where we wish we had learned how to trust ourselves or have confidence in ourselves or believe ourselves about things. We all wish we had been taught to cultivate our strengths rather than focus on our weaknesses. We wish we had been taught how to be compassionate and loving and kind to ourselves. We wish we had been gifted with self-acceptance and self-love and all those things. And what, you know, no one ever tells us is that once we become an adult, we're allowed to do whatever the F we want. This is your life, my friend. You are allowed to do whatever you want. You're allowed to learn whatever you want. You're allowed to teach yourself how to do anything that you were never taught. You're allowed to show up for yourself in the ways that are important to you. You do not need permission from anybody to take charge of your own life. The only person who you need permission from is yourself. But we're so busy and our focus is always so much on approval, this concept, this nebulous abstract concept of approval that we don't stop and realize, like we don't even stop and say, whose approval am I seeking? And this gets exploited by the culture as all things do. And Christianity and monotheism in specific really hinge upon this concept of approval by being like, yeah, you do need approval, but it's from God and God doesn't approve of hardly anything. So you better act right. And it distracts us and we get so caught up in this chaos, scared, stress feeling of like, oh my gosh, am I acting right enough? Am I being good enough? Do I have the approval? And whenever we're hard, like seeking something like that, we can never find it. We can never feel it because that's a fear narrative. The narrative is like, there is approval, but I'm going to leverage it over you, which means it's never attainable. And yet we try to attain it. Do you see this? We're trying to attain something that literally by definition is unattainable because you only find out if you've attained it through your own death, right? So it's like, I only know if I like checked all the boxes, if I have entryway into this like fictitious place in the sky. And it's like, so I'm just going to spend my whole life in an anxiety attack, <laughs> basically. And we, but then we live there. Yo, we live our whole lives in this like frantic anxiety attack, seeking like invisible approval with invisible check marks, check box marks. And it's just like a whole situation and it makes us feel unstable and it makes us seek out people who also leverage approval over us in a way that we can never attain it. And then we're stuck in these like toxic relationship dynamics and we feel gross all the time and we're not living our best life and we're sad. And then we finally just go, you know what, F it. And when we get to, you know what, F it, that's what leads us into spirituality often if we're doing something positive and proactive. Um, and in spirituality, I hope that you find your way here so I can say to you, you don't need approval. There's no such thing. The approval comes from within you. 
And I can even use some monotheistic concepts to prove it to you. See, if we are all created in the image of the divine, whether that is this like white bearded man in the clouds or whether it is just source energy or whether it is just spirit or whether it is the collective unconsciousness or whatever you want to call it. If we are all created from it and our manifestations of it, then that means that it lives within us. So the approval we seek can be granted by and only by ourselves and the manifestation of God that is living through us in ourselves. So if you're waiting for the approval of God, just get right with yourself and approve of yourself and you've gone ahead and got it. And your heaven belongs right here on earth where you get to live how you choose to live, where you get to be who you want to be, where you get to have a life of being aligned with yourself and being joyful and happy and finding out how to feel safe being joyful and happy because that's scary too. And isn't that amazing? So if we're all carrying around that energy of God and spirit within ourselves, then we just got a whole lot of power. We just got access to a whole leveling up of ourselves and our power, right? The approval you seek exists within you. You simply need to stop and realize that and then decide to choose to give yourself permission. And this requires a little bit of conversation with the self. It asks for us to say, okay, well, if I'm in charge of my life and I'm allowed to be, what kind of life do I want to have? Like, who do I want to be? What are my values? What are the things I think are important? What kind of person do I want to be? And then if you're anything like me, I, I said to myself, I want to be really loving and compassionate. I want to be like authentically kind and nice. I want to make people feel safe to be in my presence. And then I paused and I was like, yeah, that's exactly who I want to be. And then I went, but shit, I don't know how to do any of that. <laughs> Because none of that was modeled for me, like for real, none of that was modeled for me, which is why I knew that it was so important because I didn't have it. So I wanted to learn, I needed to learn how to be that person. It's one thing to say, I want to be a kind and a safe space to people. And it's quite another thing to actually figure out how to do that. Because when I started to try to be kind, and I felt like someone was mean to me or taking advantage of me or responding with coldness in reaction to that. I was like, oh, no, I don't know how to do this. And I would lash out. I would be like aggressive in a way that was designed to protect myself because that's what I was taught. And then I would feel bad because I would hurt a person. And then I would be like, oops, that's not kind. That's not making them feel safe in my presence. But I don't feel safe in their presence. And there was a big moment, right? Because if there's people whose presence I don't feel safe in, it's because I don't ultimately feel safe in my own presence. Let's say that one again. If there are people whose presence I don't feel safe in, it's because ultimately I don't feel safe in my presence. And this isn't to say that there are not unsafe people. There are. But if I'm safe with myself, I can clearly identify and know those unsafe people and I can get them the F out of my world immediately through my boundaries. But I have to know and trust myself enough to identify that energy as being negative and harmful to me. And I have to say, oh, no, you don't belong around these parts. This is a nice, safe and kind and space, safe space. Like you don't belong here. 
I have to trust myself enough to know that I'm going to stand up and take care of myself in that way. But in order to do that, I have to learn how to stand up and take care of myself. I have to learn to have my own back in the way that nobody ever had. I have to reparent myself. I have to be willing to seek to teach myself to have and be the kind of person that I always wished for. No one was ever there for me, so I had to learn how to be there for myself. No one was nice to me, so I had to learn how to be nice to myself. No one believed me or trusted me or was gentle with me or was safe for me. So I learned how to believe myself, to trust myself, to be there for myself, to be gentle for myself. And these are big lessons. A really cool thing about being a parent is that we can gift to our children that which we w- wish which we wish we had. Today is not a good speaking day for me apparently. We can gift to our children that which we wished we had had. That was a hard one. Giving to them what we had always wanted and needed first flows through ourselves, right? I can't give anything to anybody else without having it be created and come through me first. I am a channel of all energy. The most rudimentary example of this is I cannot give someone a hug without also receiving a hug. I can't give you love without feeling love in my body. Not authentically, anyway. I can say the word love, and it doesn't feel like anything. But if I truly am like, oh, I love you, I have to feel it, and therefore I receive it. And so when we teach our children how to be different, better, safer, kinder people than what we were taught to be, we also hold that space in ourselves. And in so doing, we're teaching it to ourselves, especially if we're conscious of it and allow it and accept it. And I don't know about you, but I think if someone had made room for me to be witchy or spiritual or to learn how to practice externalizing my internal work, which is what witchcraft is. I would have been a different person at a younger age. I would have had access to a whole world that I had to really carve out access to for myself. Witchcraft is an external representation of our internal work. I'm going to say it a third time. Witchcraft is an external representation of our internal work. The way that we can ascend and merge with our higher self quickly and most efficiently is to do our inner work by like identifying and finding our own blockages to our power and then externalize that through ritual, magical spell kind of work. Because we are both tangible and intangible and therefore our healing can be both tangible and intangible. And even if you're listening to this and you don't have children yet or your children are grown or you're just contemplating possibly children or you're never planning to have children, I still think there's value here because ultimately, like I just explained to you, when we are parenting others, we are parenting ourselves. And I really fully believe that all of us need reparenting to a degree, not because our parents are insufficient in some way, but because time exists and the culture shifts 
rapidly. Our culture right now is shifting rapidly. As we ascend and evolve like on a spiritual plane right now, it's happening rapidly because all movement happens on the spiritual plane way faster than it happens on the tangible plane because this place is full of real shit that we have to move and manipulate and touch and it has to take its time to get into alignment. But our energy fields can transform immediately. This is why things can go viral on the internet. Like for real, like my guides told me a long time ago that the internet is all like teaching us about unity consciousness and the ways in which we're all interconnected because like I am talking to you right now and how is that even possible? Like we're probably not even near each other. Or like I can send a message to like somebody that I know and love who lives like in Canada or somewhere else in the world and they're far away, but I can talk to them at any time, day or night, just like I can energetically tap into them. It's a representation. And so if something goes viral on the internet, meaning it touches millions of people in seemingly a moment, that shows us that time and space are super fake, first of all. But it also shows us that things happen rapidly on the energy plane because everything that exists on the internet is intangible. It's not real. It doesn't exist. There's no, there's no touching and holding of it. It's just digital space. It's energy. And for things to happen and evolve and manifest and just build upon themselves so instantaneously on that energy plane. It's a metaphor. It shows us what it's like. So our culture, our world is transitioning so quickly right now. And it's so dramatically different than the world we were raised in, even just like 30 years ago. And so because of that, even if you had beautifully perfect parents in the 80s or the 90s, you still could reparent yourself a little bit because times have changed. Things have evolved. Lessons might have been missed or they need upgrading. Our bodies are just like these really fancy biological computers. (laughs) And sometimes they need a system update. So whether you're parenting real children or fur children or lizard children or whether you're parenting adult children or just your own inner child, it's still valid to have this conversation because self-work is fundamentally about reparenting the self and the way in which you wish you had been parenting, parented, learning the things that you didn't get lessons in, hearing the reassurance that you ultimately needed, feeling what it feels like to stand with yourself and not abandon yourself feeling what it feels like to love and cherish yourself. And I think it's highly appropriate to tell our children the truth. And so sometimes children will ask us these really like profoundly philosophical questions about like the nature of the universe or God or the angels or what happens with this or that. And we don't know what to do. And when we don't know what to do in those moments, sometimes we just hand down mythology that was passed down to us. And sometimes we're like, I don't even know if I agree with that. And you might not. And that's why I want everything to be a conscious and intentional decision, right? I want us to say to ourselves, like, what would it have helped me to know about? And this is where I feel like it's really valuable to be willing to say a sentence that none of us are comfortable with. And that sentence is, you know, I don't really know. (laughs) Could you imagine, like, I didn't have a parent that was ever willing to say, I don't know, but let's learn about it together. Or I'm not sure, but here's my thoughts. 
or to talk through it with me or to say, I don't quite know, but what do you think? And then to hear my answers and to make them valid. I think we put all this pressure on ourselves to like know all the things and to show up like 100% perfectly all the time. And I wonder about that because isn't there a lot of value in being like human? Isn't there a lot of value in being willing to say like, I'm in this too. And I'm also trying to figure it out. But let's think about it together. Let's do it together. Let's look at it. My son is so philosophical. He's so spiritual. He has big giant questions. And I'm fairly equipped to answer his questions, obviously. But a lot of the times, even if I have my own answer... I can recognize that what I believe isn't necessarily what he needs to believe. So I can say to him, here's what I think about it. Here's my thought. Here's my feeling. What are your thoughts? What do you think about what I think? I think we learn more with our children, and I think our children learn more with us through dialogue, through options rather than facts, through demonstration of the gray zone, Because with my clients, I'm often working through a lot of binary thinking, right? A lot of black and white, all or nothing, right or wrong. And that's not always reality, is it? Reality often says to us, like, it's not one thing or the other. There's a gray zone. There's a vast amount of space and time and options in the in-between. Wouldn't we be saving our children a lot of self-doubt? fear and second guessing by allowing them to be comfortable in holding space for multiple answers? I think so. Now, because I'm on a short timeline today, I'm going to sort of pause with the philosophical, hypothetical concepts, but I want you to talk to yourself about this. I want you to ask yourself, what skills do I wish I had been taught if I had those skills, if I knew how to be XYZ kind of person, my life would be easier. And then you do everything in your power to teach yourself how to be that kind of person. And then you get to teach your children that. And this is how we break generational curses. Breaking generational curses means we revoke the behaviors that have been instilled upon us by people who didn't know better. And we choose differently. We choose differently. It's hard, but it's beautiful. I think that because children are so hands-on and they learn through doing, that they're really set up beautifully to incorporate magic and spiritual work in that capacity. So, if your child is afraid to sleep by themselves, let's make a spell bag that they keep under their pillow. Let's take a little burlap bag and let's go outside and collect flowers or pieces of lavender and let's ask those flowers to give us their good flower energy. Let's find a cat and take cat hair off of it and put it in that bag because cat hair is very protective and it destroys negative energy. Cats do that, you know. You go up to a cat and it doesn't like your vibe, you're going to know about it. (laughs) Let's take 
lavender or sage or earth, dirt from the ground and say, hey, fancy items, please protect my energy and let's put it in the bag. Let's get healing and protective crystals that ground us. Let's get high vibrational crystals that give us beautiful dream energy. Recommendations for both of those would be tourmaline or obsidian or snowflake obsidian because that's got a nice childlike energy about itself. Hematite, amethyst, celestite. And let's teach your child to hold the rocks in their hand and to feel how their hands get tingly when they hold magical special sacred items. And don't make them wrong about it. Let them give their rocks a name. Let them talk to their rocks and become friends with them. Let your child teach you how to do this. How to make the seemingly unreal very real. Let's whisper to our rocks and say, Can you please help me sleep and feel safe at night? Let's put those rocks in the bag. Let's add just a few drops of lavender oil and say, bring me calm and bring me peace and bring me safety. Let's have our child draw a heart on a piece of paper so they feel safe or draw a picture of mommy or write mommy's name on the paper. Let's put kisses on the paper so we feel safe and loved while we're sleeping. Let's put it all in the little bag. Let's hold the little bag in our hands. Let's give it a name. Let's say, thank you for taking care of me in my sleep. And let's tie it nice and tight so it won't come undone and tuck it together under the pillow or under the corners of the mattress and know that we are safe. Let's make a special oil blend with water and salt and oils that we can spray in our room that makes the energy feel nice. Let's practice listening to different sound frequencies and talking about how they make us feel in our heart spaces. Let's practice talking to our guides. Imagine if you had known that you could talk to your spirit guides and your angels at a young age. Imagine if you had been able to say, hey guides, hey angels, can you help me? I'm having a bad day. Walk with this with your children. When you pass a tree, say hello tree. Can you name the trees in your front yard? Can you go outside and thank them for protecting your home? Can you leave them little gifts at the base of themselves and let the squirrels carry them up and share them with the tree? Can you sit in the doorway of your home and ask your home what its name is with your child next to you? And can you thank your home for taking care of you. Willow agrees on that one. Willow was like, yeah, name the house. Say thank you. <laughs> there are so many ways that you can practice spirituality with your children. And through so doing, you get to practice it with yourself. Can we put all these special items in a jar and close the jar and burn a candle on it and say thank you to this jar full of our special items. Thank you for our special items. We are so grateful for what they represent. Can we draw pictures of the things that we want to call forth into our life? And while we're drawing it, we can talk about and imagine what it will feel like to have them in our life. 
And then we can hang those pictures up in our special spaces. And every time we see them, we can feel the feeling of what it will be like when we have those items. Children already live in the world of magic. You aren't actually teaching your children anything. You're allowing, you're allowing your children to be who they are already. You're actually just allowing your children to teach you because they are already very well versed in the world of talking to the energy of things, of interacting with the things that are seemingly unseen. They just didn't know they had the power to make it be real. They just need to know that they can feel safe if they so choose. And you need to know that too. You are the witch. You're in charge of the energy around you. It will do as you say. Empower yourself to know that and empower your children too. What if it's not silly? What if it's not, quote, pretend? What if we have access to all of this and we just teach ourselves to stop believing in it? What if we practice with that? Witchcraft in children manifests through a lot of different avenues, but mostly it manifests with how we talk to ourselves, how we treat ourselves, how we're willing to believe in the things our heart secretly already knows. And then it manifests in the ways in which we're willing to interact with the world around us as well. It requires you to drop your guard a little bit it requires you a willingness to have been wrong about what you had believed up until this point and to make some room for some magic to come back in your life. And if you have a child, they are a harbinger of magic. They will bring it right to you if you can just sit down and listen and expand yourself a little bit to incorporate what they already know and to teach them to trust themselves and to love themselves, and to be kind to themselves and to be safe with themselves. And in so doing, you are teaching yourself the same thing. Thank you for listening. I hope to be back again soon. And I'm wishing you a very beautiful, very magical day. And please join me on any of my social media platforms. Specifically, I would love to have you in the academy. A lot of people are asking me for witchy mentoring. I'm going to offer it, but I'm going to offer it um, in a while. So until then please consider joining me in a very affordable, very beautiful, very dynamic space of community with like-minded people over in my academy space because honestly, the work we're doing there is amazing. I teach classes every other week. Um, I write posts every week. I talk about deities. I teach you about crystals. I feature those specifically each week. We do shadow work. There's so much happening and there's a whole community of beautiful love. It's like the most special place ever. I hope to see you there soon. And if not, I love you and I wish you a beautiful rest of your day.